Hey team, today we're talking about professionalism, being professional enough to get a job and then being professional enough to keep a job. So with that being said, here we go. Welcome to Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. I'm your host, Jerrica, and I'm here to explore and share the complexities of our work and to let you know you are not alone. Before we start though, please follow this podcast and share episodes with others. You can find me on my website, www.jerichhuff.com, where you can find links to my social media and where I share information and tips for educators. Now, let's jump into today's episode. I require you to be a professional, and I'm just never going to change And I just don't understand why applicants don't put their best foot forward. Why would you not want to be seen in the best light possible? If you're going for a job, if you're going to an interview, why would you want to come off any old way? I'm just not built like that. I believe you do as much as you can to impress whomever because you never know what can happen. As most of you know, I spend a lot of my time interviewing applicants and hiring and doing all that fun shit. So once, true story, I had a lady who interviewed for an assistant director position. Thought she was great. I hired her. Well, somewhere in there with the the staff that was already there, they thought I hired her to be a director. And the lady was just like, oh, okay. And she owned that shit like everybody there thought that she was a director. Well, what made it funny was I actually had took a few days off when all of this happened. So when I get back, everyone's like, Jerick, I met your director. And I'm like, who the hell are y'all talking about? And they were telling me about this lady. And I was like, no, let me tell you, she had everybody in there fooled. And it wasn't that she lied. She was just confident. And they made the mistake because she came so impressed And then I found myself going, well, shit, maybe I should interview her for this job. She might even talk herself into a job. You never, ever know when being professional, where it can get you. Being professional starts with your resume. And actually, it starts with your cover letter. And I love a cover letter. I think cover letters are great. They make me feel special. I feel like I really get an insight to the lies that you're about to tell me on your resume. Because at this point, if you listen to a previous episode, people lie on their resumes. So your cover letter is a nice caveat to your resume, to the lies. It's like putting a bow on this present that nobody wants. But your cover letter makes me feel special. But then when I get your resume... You know, I've seen some horrible resumes and I've seen some phenomenal resumes. And I'm just going to say, please list your experience and don't list random shit that has nothing to do with the job. It's like you're applying for a school, but then you're telling me about a medium sized box of pizza. Learn how to craft your experience, craft that experience like I'm great with my hands. I know how to do multiple things. Something like that, just, I I don't know, but don't tell me about random things that I don't care about. And I honestly do not care about your GPA. It's extra. It serves no purpose for me. Don't lie about your schools and your degrees. Just, that's just ugly. Just don't do that. 
And you 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 can kind of tell you can tell me about a class or a course, but I don't want your full transcript on your resume. I just won't read it. I'll be honest. I'll just skim through it and keep it pushing. I don't want a picture of you on your resume. I'm sorry. I don't want your headshot in the car with your seatbelt on. Keep that shit to yourself. I choose not to let it be a mystery to what you look like. Like in my mind, I want to read your resume and then I want to envision what you look like. And then when I call you or when I email you, I still have a vision don't just hit me all in the face with it in the beginning because the illusion is now gone. Do not send me a long ass resume. I don't want anything longer than two pages. Cut all of the unnecessary wording out. It's not a novel. And I'll be honest, I will tune out quickly. So do not send me a two page resume. So heads up, whoever does that, I'm not going to read it. I love a really great spell-checked resume. Please proofread your resumes. If you don't, and I receive a resume with errors on it, I just feel like you're going to embarrass me, and I don't want to be embarrassed. I mean, get Grammarly, Word. I mean, I know something can do that, but I feel like you're going to embarrass me because you're going to be sending out notes to other staff members. You're going to be sending out notes to parents and that shit's going to be misspelled. So please do not embarrass me. So if to me, if you can't proofread, I can't trust you. That simple. But before anything, apply to jobs that you actually qualify for. Don't waste my time. I find myself receiving applications for people that, oh, I went to school to work in hospitals as an administrator. I'm like, why are you applying? Why are you applying to the school? What, what, what the hell? I receive so, I think people are just going through Indeed and just like click, 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 click. I don't even know if they're reading. I just think they're serial clickers at this point because people just click on stuff or people just click on things that. It's like, you know what? I want to be a director for you, but you know what? I've been a babysitter for the last seven months, and that's all the experience I have. If you don't get the hell out of my inbox, that's how I feel. Please apply to jobs that you are actually a real true candidate. I'm all about dreaming big and going for things, but mm -mm, no, y'all need to stop some of that. When you go to an interview, be on time. That shit pisses me off. True story. Today. Had an interview today. And she was late. Now, come to find out she was late because she said she had to catch an Uber. Once again, I guess it's reliable transportation. That's not my issue. To me, I felt, I personally feel that you should have been prepared before that to be somewhere on time. To be somewhere... Being early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late. And to be late, you are gone and forgotten. That's how I operate. So for me, it wasn't like, oh, you had to take an Uber. I don't care about that. As long as you get to wherever you have to get to. But the fact that you didn't coordinate your time well enough was an indication to me. So anything she had to say after she got there, I was kind of over it. And I wrap up interviews quickly when I'm over it. You get about three minutes and I'm going, mm-hmm, yep. 
Yep, so tell me about yourself. Blah, 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 blah. Got it. Okay, awesome. Well, if I have any more questions, I'll let you know. And I keep the shit pushing because I'm not wasting your time and I'm definitely not wasting mine. I think in interviews, I have heard some interesting things over the years. Why do you want this job? And they reply, I got bills. Although I appreciate the honesty, and I think we all have bills, I think you could have crafted a better answer than that. I had an interview once where someone said, I asked the question, you know, how something around the nature of how do you handle parent conflict? And her response was, I'm going to take him to the office and we're going to talk about this shit. And then we're not going to talk about it anymore. And all I could say was, okay, (laughs) that was it. I couldn't say anything else, but I appreciate the honesty. Um, Don't tell me about another job. I've asked someone before, I'm like, you worked at, you know, fill in the blank. And they're like, yes, let me tell you what happened. Oh, no. I mean, I, and I ain't going to lie, I sat there and listened, and I was good, too. And they, people give me a lot of information about competitors. So I'm like, ooh, thanks for letting me know. I didn't know that. I know so much shit about people now. Another, I'm a single mom, so. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I don't know what that has to do with anything but okay and i'm a libra so i i I just don't okay i'm just saying keep the level of professionalism up during the interview that's it and we'll be right back i love sharing information with educators and program administrators i have had so many successes but also so many failures in my education tenure I want leaders to know what not to do, but better than that, what to do. So, I decided to write a helpful guide, Best Practices for Center, Program, and Activity Directors. It's short and to the point. It's a compass to guide education leaders. These best practices will give you a foundation to lead your school, program, or organization. You can find best practices for center, program, and activity directors by Jared Cuff on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Okay, we're back. We left off with people being professional getting the job. Now we're moving into being professional to keep the job. I don't like being tricked or hoodwinked. I'd rather see who you are from the beginning. Don't present yourself in a way where you're this Oh, super professional, you came in, you looked the part, and then you give me shit once you start working. That I just don't understand. I feel like as a leader, as someone's boss, I don't ask for a lot. I just ask for people to do their job. I ask for people to do what they're getting paid for. To me, it's that simple. Maybe other people feel different, but I don't feel this way. Just do what you have to do and then just go home. I find it fascinating how people always have an issue with the job, especially when they were told about the job in the interview process. And it's like, yes, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. Oh, yes, I can do that. I'm. Yep, I got. Yeah, I did that. Let me tell you 15 ways in which I did that. And then you get the job and now I'm expecting you to do the shit. And you look at me with attitude. I got to do that, too. I'm like, damn. I just want someone to do the general description of the job. Just do the general description. I don't lead you wrong. 
do the duties and responsibilities. That That's all that I really ask. It's just people act surprised when I ask them to be professional, to do what you said that you can do. The same way that you did your interview, you were on time, you dressed accordingly, you used the correct verbiage, the correct tone, all of that. I expect you to do when, when you get the job. It's part of being professional. To me, part of being professional is still learning to grow. I think we're in a field of education where things are changing all the time. Practices that we did, you know, 20 years ago, we don't do now. Practices we did three years ago, we don't do now because people are changing. Uh, new research is being done. People are evolving. We have to stay on top of it to make sure that we are quote unquote professional. I feel like when I ask that from people sometimes like, hey, have you looked into this? They're like, well, why would I do that? And I'm looking at you like, well, damn. And the thing that gets me the most, I don't understand how you get a job and don't read. I just can't fathom that. Especially when I send out an email. Now, I am known for my emails. I'm an email master. I've been this way for about a decade. I send out lots of information. But if I'm sending that information, I expect for you to read it because I took the time to write it. I am not one of those people that has you doing unnecessary work. I think we all work, especially for corporate situations where it feels like you're spinning your tires. I've never been that person. I'm more of I'm asking you to send it or if I'm asking you to read, da, 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 whatever it may be, blah, blah, blah. I'm expecting for you to do it because I try to eliminate all of that tomfoolery. So if I take the time to write an email, I'm expecting for you to read it. Nothing bothers me more. Then when someone asked me a question that was in the email, I remember once when I was working at a high school, we had this guidance counselor and she was amazing. I, I love her to death. And I kind of learned this from her and the shit was funny. So one day she had sent out this email about, um, we were doing, getting ready for testing. She sent out all this email, it was all this information and we had a staff meeting that afternoon. So, of course, I read the email because I'm polite. I read the entirety of the email. I got it, so forth. We're sitting in the meeting. So, time for her to present. She's like, okay, we're getting ready for testing, blah, 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 blah. So, she turns around and says, does anyone have any questions? Somebody raises their hand. She answers their question. The teacher, and I remember him, raised his hand. And asked a question that was in the email. And this guidance counselor looked at him and said, I'm not answering that because that was in the email. Next question. Damn. <laughs> now, y'all know me. And I was young at the time. So, you know, I was immature. So I sat there and giggled. At least now I know how to giggle quietly. Then I just giggled and I was tacky about it. But I understand her frustration. Because as the meeting went on, someone else asked a question that was an email and her response was, I'm not answering that question either because that was an email. Then she goes on a tirade. You know what? Y'all are wasting my time. I sent this email out and you all are asking these questions that have already been answered. So don't ask me any questions that were in the email. If you need to talk to me later and go back and read it, then you can do that. And I said right then, I want to be like her when I grow up, even though I was already grown. I, I, 
I, I feel her frustrations. Like, stop doing that. Like, if I take the time to do it, read it. That simple. My gosh. There are a lot of things you could say about me. But one thing that you definitely can say is that I'm always professional. Yes, sometimes I make jokes. I like to make jokes at work sometimes because sometimes I feel when people are taking things too seriously, I try to lighten the mood. But always professional and I always will be that way because that's how I want to be perceived. And I think sometimes when you are professional and you allow people to see that, it actually stops some of the bull that comes your way. I can say that People know what to say and what not to say to me sometimes because they can tell my level of professionalism. They'll look at me sometimes and go, mm, I'm not great to come to him with that because he look like he's not even great to play with that. And you would be correct. I know sometimes when I'm coming to work, they're like, oh, here comes this asshole. And I'm fine with that. You can love me or hate me. It is what it is. My sense of professionalism and my, my sense of not changing my standards, I'm good with that. Because I'm going to be who I am. And you're always going to see me in a professional light. As always, I love to direct you guys to my blog post. I actually did a blog this week about societal changes and trends. I talk a little bit about family parenting and households and how they're different. How family parenting is about who cares for a child. And then households are about who lives in a home. Um, goes into a little bit about learning environments and how they should be inclusive and never make any child or family feel excluded. And family participation, how they should be involved in uh, conversations, how we should be involving them in newsletters, workshops, things like that. So if you want to read more, you can always go to jerichhuff.com and just let me know what you're thinking. But I do want to thank you for listening this week and I want you to have an amazing week being professional. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. That's it for today. If you like this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating, review, and subscribe to the show. I love to hear from you. You can visit my website, which is in the show notes, to contact me. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and speak to you all soon.